What's up, y'all? Welcome to Better on the Inside, a podcast about making you and therefore the church better on the inside. This season, we've been focused on digital things, and so I wanted to enlist the help of one of my best digital friends, Andrew Sears, a just raconteur is the word that I used, and benevolent cult leader. You'll hear that in the intro as I start to talk to him, but this is a guy who does a lot of stuff online, and I've never met him in person, but he's become a really good friend, and he hosts several podcasts. Uh, you can find him at andac.media. That's the website. But uh, I freaking love this movie. You see him on that. The Rebooted podcast. He's got some other podcasts coming on. He's a tabletop gamer, a video gamer. And we talk about his church experience and kind of what, you know, what church looked like for him. But we also talk about the power of building community uh, and inviting everyone to the game where everyone can play. And that's a really cool thing that we had a chance to talk about. I love Andrew. He's really cool. This is a really good one to listen to, especially if you're a gamer. Uh, But Andrew has a lot of really amazing things to say, and we even get a chance to talk a little bit about Star Wars fan fiction. All right, check this out. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Better on the Inside, a podcast about making the church better on the inside by making us better on the inside. I am here with my guest, McClunky boy, friend, and I just overall raconteur and like benevolent cult leader, maybe. Um, that's yeah, that's <laughs> that you got the beard for it and everything. Weirdly, you're not the first person to say said that to me, so yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some great vibes of like I want to follow you and I want to just <laughs> I want to subscribe to what you're doing and following it, but. It is Andrew Sears, my friend Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Hey, John. Thank you for joining us. So glad that you're here. Yeah, it's, it was uh, it was hard to get this on the calendar, but we did it. Yes, yes, so. we made it happen. Andrew is somebody that I don't. We've never met in person, but we are friends. We share mm-hmm. a common friend of Rob. Uh, we share a common Rob, and <laughs> with common faces on socks. That's right. Uh, and we've podcasted before. We've just chatted before. We've hung out. Uh, I did a screen podcast with your wife. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, like we're we're pretty tight. I, I and we, I know. mean, we we share the McClunky. Uh, um, what is that? It was uh, it was fan fiction that that Rob yes. wrote for Star Wars. Yes. So. Okay. And so the the McClunky thing comes from Greedo talking to Han. In a New Hope, and in a New Hope podcast, we discovered that our friend Rob had written fan fiction, and of course, we assumed that it was deeply perverted <laughs> and like very weird. It's actually very innocent and like mm-hmm. not a thing at all, but you know, we assumed, and so now right. there's this like Star Wars McClunky. My favorite moment from that is when I was do- when I was pretending to be young Rob, and I was like, "Mom, what's another word for forget succulent?" And Rob was like, "She'd think prickly," and I was like, "He leans over to her prickly." <laughs> I just every time I hear that now when I listen to an episode, I just die laughing. I, I'm I... crying now. Oh, it's such a good moment. Uh, go uh... check out. I freaking love this movie, A New Hope. Uh, it is a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Also, Rebooted Podcast. Gosh, you have so many podcasts. Four? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yes. We've got three that we actively are doing. Right now. We're, we're starting one soon that we're calling Mother Cluckers. And it's going to be all about parenting. So because the, all the three of us, the three main people of us, uh, three main guys and our wives, uh, my wife is on Rebooted with us. And then one of the Rob or Mike's wife will join us every now and then, it sounds like. And yeah. uh, just talk about, you know, parenting uh, kind of from a comedic standpoint. Like, uh, you know, they always say kids don't come with instruction manuals. So mm. we're just providing you a podcast then because... You know, no one wants to read a book anyways. No, no way. <laughs> and I I accidentally pitched Rob something at lunch nice. uh, yesterday for this of my Paw Patrol take. Mm-hmm. I've got like a real hot Paw Patrol take. Oh, is it that about- that Mayor Goodwin is a usurper of, uh, of uh, Mayor Humdinger? No, it is mm. that Ryder, Ryder is evil. Oh, I agree and with that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And here's the before I I'll go thirty minutes. So let me just give you the the top <laughs> line. 
the top line is that anybody who has talking dogs in their employ mm-hmm. uh, and then makes them sleep outside in their car is a mm-hmm. monster. That's true. That's He's true. an absolute monster. Their bed is their car. Like, mm-hmm. we can't be doing that, Ryder. He also takes over all the public services, which means he's a yes. private organization being paid by government funds. Yes. And the, I'm sorry, but Mayor Goodwin is Come more on. in love with her chicken than she should be. And her nephew or niece call her Auntie Mayor, meaning that's her first name. She's not even elected in that position. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. See. Okay. Got to get me on that out. Okay. <laughs> got to. Got to get me on that out. Um, yeah. Okay, Andrew. Here's what I wanted to talk to you yes. about today. I wanted to talk to you about your experience volunteering at the church. So yeah. tell me a little bit about what that what that looks looked or looking like. All three mm-hmm. tenses. Yeah, because it, it is kind of all three tenses. So uh, for me, I think you know I grew up. And volunteering was just something we did. You know, we, you know, my, my parents were active in the church. And so I became active in the church. And, you know, as, as a younger kid, I was an usher, you know, and, and doing all that kind of stuff. And then eventually when I got into high school, uh, I got really interested in audiovisual film, television, things like that. And so my church that I grew up in was, it was a smaller church and, uh, really you know and this was this was late 90s right so this was before there was even a dream of like recording or like video recording there was no such thing as streaming no you know i mean we would put the services on little disc cassettes you know and and that was and maybe the head usher remembered to push record before the start of the service if not you know (laughs) Yeah. There was no recording of it. So like like the hi-fi system in the yeah, back that you yeah. like the two the play and record button at the same time. Right. Yeah. You know, and yep. that and that's how you go. And you had to make sure you rewound the tape or you, you wouldn't have it. And then so this was, you know, those days, like classic evangelical small town church, you know, with the the little folding table on the back and a soundboard that someone convinced the pastor to buy if they're going to have music and it's got like eight channels and all that well so i got involved there because you know my school had soundboards and i was learning all that stuff and so you know i sat down and i said well i want to do this on on sundays so we started you know working on uh you know making the audio sounding better you know figuring out how to isolate tracks and you know make sure the the music sounds good. But I remember too, though, this is like small town evangelical church. So we had right. a piano, an organ, and a dude singing in the front pulpit, you know, waving his hand around, pretending to, you know, direct yeah. the, the people singing, you know, um, praise God from whom all blessings flow. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, that's, there's not a lot of stuff you're doing with like channels and whatnot mixing. Um, but that was kind of where I began. And then as I, you know, as I got more and more involved in that church and a couple other churches, uh, you know, the time started marching forward and um, stuff started becoming a little more produced, a little Mm. more, you know, a little little slicker, a little slicker um, to the point where, you know, I worked with a couple, you know, revivals, essentially, and Uh And this is kind of, these weren't big revivals, but they, you know, they were like, whatever, church revivals. But what they did have is they had more um, uh, manufactured emotional response. Ah, okay. I got you. Which feels darker to me. They had like the the turn up the Holy Spirit, like turn mm -hmm. up the bass, like kind of a, hey, I know how we're going to get people to feel something. And you wait for those beats, those moments, those things where like you, you, you know, you're building up the audio and you're, 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 you know, you got the the person who is like, you know, leading into every beat, you know, and, Mm. and they're waiting for the perfect rise and fall of the music. And then they're coming in and they're being like, Jesus will save you, you know, and, and, and you're like. And people then are like allowing the emotion to overtake them that we're manufacturing instead mm. of the actual guiding or power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and and honestly, this you know to say this led me down a dark path of like sure. feeling like we were manufacturing well, not Christians but Christianity. You know, sure, sure. like it was 
you follow this very specific uh, plan, this very specific yeah. like you know piece. And uh, I know that's an oversimplification, but it it did take my my heart down that path with it. And you know, even it, it didn't have to be revivals. Sometimes it was just like those all worship services. Mm-hmm. You spend so much time working out the details, working out the the moments, manufacturing the combination of lighting and the rising musical cues, and the speakers pushing the parishioners to act as that music and ambience build up to that specific point. And then all of a sudden, bam! Don't forget to leave that ten percent tip on your way out. Ooh, you know, yeah. and yeah. It, you know, and, and it left me kind of jaded. Sure. You know, it made me feel I feel like we were building groupies and not followers. Yeah. yeah, and after a while, it made me tired of the church as mm. as an organization, not as yeah. the people. You know, but sure. as an organization, I was like, I don't need to be part of this organization, and uh, and I think. That, that that was a big point for me. You know, I I yeah. I I left the church. I stopped attending the church organization. Again, I still believed in God. I still believed in eternity. I still believed in you know the little C Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Church Universal, all of humankind. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the that was important to me. But uh, you know, it, it was just kind of. You know, it, it was hard. It was hard to, to rectify that in my head. Like, what what is the purpose of what we're doing if not to try to guide people to Christ, but we're doing it in an artificial way or in a, right. in a manufactured way? Yeah. So, That's tough because whether the person's reaction is real or not, it just muddies the water, right? Mm -hmm. It just, uh, how much of this is us? How much of this is the Holy Spirit? And Mm -hmm. when you can't draw that line, there are certain, I would say many, if not most people, uh, but especially certain personalities of people like, is this legit? Like, Mm -hmm. can, can we really do this or are we muddying the water too much? So I can understand why you would be a little, you'd be a little jaded. Um, so one thing that that always sticks with me too is in Jeremiah twenty three, um, and I, I pulled up the uh, uh, the King James version, so it's going to be very you know earthy yeah. here or well, yeah. not earthy, but whatever hoity toity. But uh, Jeremiah twenty three one says, "Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture." Mm. And to me, that's always been something i think about as in in production like not that i myself am a pastor but i'm involved in that process sure so if if i am creating that muddied water where i'm i'm artificially or i'm breaking someone's you know real spiritual faith journey Mm -hmm. i'm concerned about that because there is yeah uh, uh, there is i mean (laughs) the lord says to you woe be unto you (laughs) and you're like yeah right whoa (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because for me, ultimately, I, I think the biggest thing for me is I actually believe in eternity. You know, mm. like I, I mean, I know we all kind of say, "Yeah, I believe in eternity," but like I've been brought to tears trying to think about what eternity actually means. Yeah, and and it's it, you know, it's it's every time I do it, I like you know, you you like you like fearfully run to God, and you're confessing mm. every little transgression you can think of. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't say thank you to whatever <laughs> you know, because like, yeah. you're like, because that's so that's a big ball you're playing with there. Like, mm. you missed this one up, you know. It's it's yeah. it's it, you know, it's kind of scary, you know. And yeah. so uh, there's like, I don't want to be like, like taking something that should have been an actual truthful movement of the Holy spirit. And then by me messing around with it and playing with it, I, I, you know, lead someone astray. And I know that sounds weird to say, because the idea is that I'm not, I mean, I'm not greater than the Holy spirit. The Holy spirit will take whatever seed is planted and grow it. But I don't, it, it still seems dishonest. Yeah, you know, and I don't want to be bringing people to Christ dishonestly, you know, because sure. that still reflects back on me, on my faith, on my journey, and I think that's the part I have a hard part with, a hard yeah. part of, you know, it's knowing what what is what is honest and what's right. not, you know. 
Well, not only is there an accountability there, but there's a care for other people that you're talking about of, because what happens if you lead someone by false means, right? Mm -hmm. Like where does it lead them? Not only is there an accountability for you, but -hmm. there's a place where you're not actually helping the person. Right. Um, because they kind of have had this emotional experience or kind of an artificial experience. And then they're left in their real lives in the real world. And it's like, well, what, what, where's God now? And they right. don't have any of the foundational kind of pieces potentially. Mm-hmm. And to your point, you know, it's not overstating your power to ask those questions, right? Because right. you know that ultimately you're not going to interfere with anything that God is trying to do. But because you're accountable and because you care for people, you just don't want to put anybody in a bad situation. Right, right. And it's it's to me, it's more about bringing people to Christ is more about being truthful in your walk with Christ and who you are than mm. it is in creating that emotional response. Yeah. And so if, if let's say, you know, let's say I am a schmuck and but I I'm doing all this like production stuff to try to show people like you should be a Christian. And they come and they see me being a schmuck to my wife or kids or whatever. Yeah. Uh, how does, how does that correlate? You know, how is right. that, you know, it, it's kind of that, I mean, that's also a little bit of that, you know, evangelical guilt, you know, sure. I, I like to, you know, people talk about the Catholic guilt. I like to say there's a bit yeah. of evangelical guilt too. You know, yeah. you grew up, you grew up evangelical. You get a bit of that, like, I can't drink because someone might see me, you know? Right. Oh, well, and it creates closet alcoholics. Right. That's that's evangelical (laughs) guilt. Here's the thing about Catholics is they'll, you know, they have a a bar at the like banquet hall, like where you can buy beer at whatever. But us evangelicals, it's like, you can never let anybody see you drink. Right. So go into your closet with your, (laughs) with your whiskey and do it alone. Right. That was a joke that I had with my mother-in-law for a while. Uh, Cause she worked at a Christian organization that was like, it was against public drinking. Mm -hmm. And it was like, "Mm," like Mm -hmm. it's about the perception more than it is about the actual health in that case. But yes, I get that guilt. Mm -hmm. Some of it, I wonder how much of that guilt, this is a total like spinoff. So maybe we put a pen in it, but (laughs) some of it is like, you're up there in Illinois. Like it's a real like Catholic, uh, like salt of the earth kind of people vibe. And so I wonder how much guilt is just kind of baked into the cultures there of, you know, you have a lot of different kinds of people up in that Mm -hmm. kind of what North Midwest. Like what is, what is yeah. that region even called? I, I mean, we always call ourselves the Midwest, and we let okay. the rest of you be like weird Southerners and stuff. You yeah, know? But, but that might just be yeah. my point of view too. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I consider like south of I eighty in Illinois to be the South. So I mean, yeah, and that that's like thirty <laughs> minutes from my house. So you yeah. know. <laughs> so you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I but yeah. I think there is something to that, you know, and I think that for me, there's also a bit of like, um. That's it. Also, my personality goes mm. into that. I'm I'm very much like a, a peacemaker kind of person and things yeah. like that. And so, like, that's that. And this is going to be, you know, this is kind of one of those things too, where I don't think that the church should be as political as it's become. You know, sure. and and I don't want to ring that too hard on your podcast here, John. Yeah. But but the, you know, my point though is that like there is, you know, the separation of church and state is one of the best things in our constitution. It's one of the best protections. And, and a lot of times we as Christians forget that uh, yeah. because the the dominant religion in the Western world here is Christianity. But if it wasn't yeah. Christianity, you wouldn't want to be suppressed and be able to believe Christianity, or you don't really want us to be an actual theocracy. Mm. So to me, like, and I, yeah. I think this is this is kind of taking us off topic here a little bit of volunteering, no. but you know, nope, go let uh, it fly, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it when people keep it real because yeah. we've had a lot of guests, and the the uh, there's a great book that I read, Jesus and John Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. As long as it's um, on Audible, I'll read it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It I'm sure it's on Audible. It's really good, <laughs> uh, and it's a it's a combination of talking about how there's been kind of and enmeshing and enfolding of political forces and religious forces to become mm-hmm. this kind of weird Frankenstein religion. 
Right. And I think that's some of what you're talking about of when politics becomes too embedded mm-hmm. with religion and belief and it starts to become compulsory or it starts mm-hmm. to become like baked into stuff. You're really yeah. doing everyone a disservice yeah. um, to well, be able to do that. John, I've been talking about this for 10 years. Someday I'm going to write a book called The American Pharisee and just really dive into that because that is what we are or what, what yeah. the American church has kind of become. Let's um, go. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. I mean, it's it's true, too. And you start looking at the American church and yeah. you start seeing that you start seeing that parallel and you start seeing that it, it's it's there's so much there. You know, it's it's the, yeah. it's the gospel of the Americas. You know, it's, yeah. you know, manifest but. destiny, baby. <laughs> so anyways, I, that's taken us a little off topic there. But, uh, you know, oh, one dude, that, that's cool, yeah. though. <laughs> one thing I did want to mention, too, about volunteering is I, I think for me, one huge thing that brought me back to the church was my current church. And I say my current mm. church because we technically left it when I moved to my new house because yeah. it's about half an hour away. Um, but my kids miss the old church so much and we miss the old church so much. We ended up going back. So now we're back there now until, you know, I don't know, until something. But yeah, um, we just love the church so much. But, you know, one thing we we found this church when we got married and I was really feeling prodded by God to to find a church for my family. Um, now it would be another like seven year or something like that before I, we'd have mm-hmm. our kids. But like I wanted a church for our family. And so we found this local community church. Uh, they were meeting in a movie theater at the time. And, and right when we started going, they had just taken over this building from another, you know, church that was mm-hmm. that was kind of diminishing and and falling out. Uh, and. And that became their church home. Uh, but the the thing I love about our church is that we've got, well, there's, there's things I love and there's things that I don't love. Of course, yeah. that's how it is. But like, for Naturally. example, my church, I was on, I was the leader of the video team for a while and yeah. our worship we start the service with is very much a rock show. You know, yeah. it's, it's lights it's it's i mean we even got the the smoke that you know the smoke yeah. machines that pump smoke in the air the lights and drop get the and, cool lights yeah. yeah and i mean we've got a we've got a band that would put a make a baptist blush you know yeah. i mean like it's got <laughs> drums it's got the the bass guitars it's got the electric guitars it's got the piano keyboards i mean yeah i mean it's like we got skillet on the stage you know? yeah like <laughs> i right. mean so it's uh that's that's kind of that and it's very overproduced but i don't feel that same like angst in my heart because our mission as a church is our mission is the and i'll quote it verbatim it's we love yeah. people into a deeper relationship with jesus christ Mm. And that is such a huge piece to me. And because the way we see it is that everyone has a relationship with Jesus Christ. Everyone. Mm. Now I'm not saying that in a universalist many ways to heaven yeah. kind of way, but right. I mean, in more, it's in more of a practical truth. You and Christ or you and God, you, you have a relationship because God knows you. He knows you exist, whether you accept him or not. And the truth is you're either moving towards God or away from God. That That's your relationship with him. Just as I have a relationship with, you know, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You have relationships with people, whether or not you admit it or not. And the movement in that relationship is what my church believes in. We want to do is love people into that deeper relationship. So if you're on a trajectory away from God, we want to turn you around in a trajectory toward God. Mm. And, and so that changes a little bit about your volunteer heart, you know, so um, it it gives you a different heart behind the rock show, you know, sure, you you understand that um, these, these people are running from God, and it was and they don't know it. You know, and I, I shouldn't say these people, but like everyone, yeah. you know, everyone yeah. in a certain way is running from God unless you mm-hmm. have actually turned around and, and accepted Christ and started moving towards him. You know, it's another thing, too, is that I, I try to talk about is like faith isn't binary. It's, you know, it's a, as a program, I do programming as well. You know, yeah. it's it's not a true and false statement is faith. You know, faith right. is faith is again a trajectory you know mm. you know when you say people say when are you saved well you're saved when you stop 
walking away from Christ and start walking towards him. Mm. And so that, and that's also too, why, you know, from, I guess you could say an evangelical or a, a non Catholic point where we don't, you know, we yeah. don't talk about purgatory. We don't talk about, um, confession because you know you're it, the, you're not being held the sins against you between the last time you confessed and right. the time you die right you're you're more about does god know who you are when you get to heaven does jesus say he knows you or does he say he doesn't hmm. and that's about moving towards god and and in that way it, it, it's kind of like uh, you're not forgiven for confessing your sins like speaking them you're forgiven when you reach heaven. So the sins don't enter heaven by Jesus saying, yeah, I covered that guy's sins, you know, yeah. because truthfully, all of your sins from your entire life, even if you've asked forgiveness are still there, but Jesus is saying, don't worry. He's on my list. I got him covered. You know, yeah. at least that's my non, you know, I never went to, like I said, I did go to a Bible school, but like, yeah. I never got a <laughs> biblical degree, a theological degree, but, yeah. um, you know, I've done a lot of studying of theological points and things like that. And this is kind of my takeaway. Now, whether that's how it actually works, we'll net, we won't know until we've, we're there, sure, but sure. that's my best understanding. And that really jives with the way my church sees it. And it makes me feel better about being somewhere and working somewhere even if they are producing a rock show, right? Yeah. Because I feel like the heart of the leadership there isn't just about getting people to raise their hand and say, I, 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 you sure. know, whatever it's about, it's about nourishing. It's about growing. It's about saying, okay, you raised your hand. Great. But now you need to build that relationship and you need mm -hmm. to keep moving. So it's, it's, I think that comes down to it. And I think, this is again, me taking another wide arc here, but yeah. it's not about raising hands to say I was saved. Like so many like revivals and worship services are, sure. they, you know, they'll, they'll come after the service. I'll be like 18 people accepted God. And then we yeah. sent them out into the world and we'll never see them again. And, but we got that number, you know, it's right. the ROI to get right. in the corporate speak. You know, we spent all this money on, a, on a revival and, 18 people said yes. And so they should give and, us their 10%, you know? Yeah. And we can justify it because <laughs> right. of that. And it's a, it is a shallow measure. Mm -hmm. But whereas the church I attend, it's much more about like, okay, 18 people may have raised their hands, but are they coming to church now? Are they a part of the dream teams now? Are they, you know, are they involved? Are they a part of our community? Yeah. And, and that is, I mean, we just had what we, we, so we call our, groups dream teams and we just had mm -hmm. a dream dream appreciation dinner where they like invite everyone that is a volunteer i there. love those those are so much yeah fun. i love those too and and the yeah. funny thing is is that they they talk about how like it's like something like two-thirds of our body are volunteers at our church wow. which like most other you know most of their pastors are like what you have yeah. so many people volunteering and i think that's partially because we we put such an emphasis on that relationship it's all yeah. about the relationship the relationships with each other which then ultimately is the relationship with christ and that mm. to me creates a difference for volunteering yeah. and rock shows and all that kind of stuff yeah well so much of what you're talking about though is the difference in the why mm -hmm. right why are we doing this and so i think no matter what your church tradition is, no matter, you know, we have a lot of people listening from a lot of different places, yes. with a lot of different traditions and all that. But no matter what, if the why is right, it mm -hmm. almost doesn't matter what the what is, right? right. There are some that mm -hmm. are going to do organs and stained glass that are absolutely have the right why. And then there's some mm -hmm. that are, you know, that maybe can speak the right words and say the, you know, we see people hijack like emotional health terms, like, it, you know, to seem like, oh, we're trying to help you be emotionally healthy, but we're actually kind of drafting you into some mm -hmm. kind of cult, right? Like, yeah. And, yeah. and so it's not, it's not the words, it's not the, the means, it's not the whatever mm -hmm. you're doing, it's the why, what's behind it. Right. And, and I think that's a good point, John. And, and I, I don't want to say that my church has it the only right way, because that's just as dangerous as 
as anything else we just talked about. I I, I was just going Keegan speaking for me, what helped me get past yeah. the uh the the feeling like I was being deceptive in, in what I was doing. And and I think you're right. It's it's about the heart of the leader. And that's what I should, right. really should cycle back to. Like the pastor at my church, it's his heart. It, and and mm-hmm. he you know he is a great orator. He's one of the best orders I've heard. But I mean that's not what guides him it's the heart of what he's trying to do and i think there's so many pastors out there who they have their heart in the right place just like you said and they they are in tune with the mission of growing the the christian church and not growing their seats in their pews yeah and that's that's it's a huge point huge point and i think what i think is really helpful about what you were talking about andrew is how it's descriptive for people who are at a place right now where maybe they're maybe a little alienated with church or maybe Mm -hmm. unhappy with kind of where they are. I think your journey is very descriptive of your journey, but Mm -hmm. in that descriptive journey, in that story, I think they can find themselves Mm -hmm. and find like, Oh man, I really resonate with that. Right. Uh, That really connects with me of just the, the everything behind the scenes and the character of the leader and those kinds of things. And so Everybody knows that you're not saying this is the only way you do church and you, and you <laughs> right. do it this way. And right. But, uh, but what you talked about, I think is really helpful for folks who, who maybe aren't struggling, maybe are struggling wherever they might be. I think it's a helpful, helpful perspective on their journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so you're, you're there doing video stuff now. Um, wow. Well, yes. so we actually, well, so I, uh, one of the things we do at the church is we try to grow other yeah. leaders and things like that. So I actually handed off the video reins a few years back to another nice. leader. And, um, I, I, I volunteer a lot with the youth and things like that. But when we, when we moved, I actually stepped back from everything. Cause you were gone, and, right? Well, you so left. Gone. Yeah. yeah. So now that we're back and I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a place to put myself back in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I work with the graphics team. I, I worked with, there was one time where I was, I was the first week of the month. I was at the church like three or four nights to, for all the different meetings and stuff. You yeah. Know? So we definitely had, had that. So yeah, so I'm not, I'm not currently volunteering, but it's, it, it's something I'll be doing again here shortly. Yeah. Well, and you know, no rush. There are different yeah. seasons, right? There are different That's seasons right. of you move and you're trying to figure it out. You got little mm. kids, you got other stuff like. It's not one of the things that we've talked about a lot on the podcast is that church isn't this uh, uh, and your spiritual life isn't something that's just up and to the right. That's always, you know, Mm -hmm. that's always producing. It's the return on investment idea, right? It's not always having to grow or be new or do something to be healthy. And that's the nature of seasonality, right? There's some right. seasons where you're bearing fruit, some seasons where you're not. And that mm-hmm. some seasons where you're volunteering, some seasons where you're not. And it's yep. all okay. It's just part yep. of the process. Yep. 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 Okay. That's awesome, man. I want to ask you about, you are a game person. You've owned a game mm-hmm. store. Yes. You, you currently make and produce games. I do. You're a certified, I, I don't know if it's certified, but you're a dungeon master. I am. I am I, also a certified Pokemon trainer. A certified Pokemon trainer. You do Star Wars <laughs> Armada, right? Yep. Like, yeah. so you're like a game guy. I am. And yeah. I've I play never, video games too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're games all across the board, tabletop yeah. and video games. And I have not, uh, what is your gaming company name again? Uh, and Ek, and Ek Media. Ek Media. Yes, thank you. I can't. They, I can't they host my podcast too. <laughs> Shout out to And Ek Media. Um, we should pl- plug a commercial in here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that actually, good idea. We should talk about that. Um, now, the <laughs> speaking of return on investment, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, com- I would love to do commercial stuff. But as a gaming person, especially like tabletop gaming, mm-hmm. One of the things I've always noticed as I go to local comic shops or local game stores or whatever is how cool and how connected the communities are there. And I just absolutely love, absolutely love the communities you build. So could you talk to a little bit about, talk a little bit about like the community of tabletop gaming and what that builds? Yeah. And I mean, that was, so my game store, the name was Jack Roo. 
and uh, it closed due to COVID, which was unfortunate. But you know, it 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 is actually because of the way we built our store is why we closed. Mm. So we built our store entirely around community open table play like we didn't charge people use tables we had a lot of space we we took over this old bank and like back where the tellers used to be we had like tables for people to play like warhammer and star wars x-wing and and all those kind of games and then out in the front we had tables for like card games and um you know we had friday night magic and we had, uh, you know, we had some Pokemon. We never really yeah. got quite got the league off the ground. Um, you know, I think that there was we weren't like in a walk up kind of place. So I think a lot of sure. parents were like, mm, does anyone bring yeah. my kids to this place with a bunch of weird people playing games? You know, but yeah, the old but, bank. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of strange people in there. Um, Where's mommy? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, so Merc. So uh, for us, it was all about creating these like these moments or these events. We had this Friday night game night where we would have people come. And I mean, we had we'd have 20 people, 20, 30 people sometimes. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes we just have five, you know, but it right. was this thing where people would always want to come and play. And you would get these groups of people who would like come and play D&D every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had a table up in one of the old office rooms and, you know, they would run these long campaigns. I mean, I even have a campaign I'm running with Rob's on there and a few of my other friends. And we run these, you just come up with these stories and you get together and you look forward to it. And, you know, it's, it's something that you get to do and experience with your friends or even with people you don't know. And it's it's like a safe space where you all Mm. know that you're all there, like, and you all want to play. Yeah. And and so like that's the other thing too, like the Friday night game nights. We always tried to play different games so people could could play something that they're interested in or find out new games. Yeah. And you'd get tables of people, you know, getting rowdy playing games together because yeah. it's fun. It's 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 fun to be around a table and there's something you know, unlike a video game, even though you can play those with people, you know, you're there, you're seeing the emotions on their face, you're vibing off their emotions. You know, it's really easy to add house rules. You don't have to like mod the game, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, but there's just something, there's not a lot of latency, you know, there's not a lot sure. of lag because, yeah. you know, in person, um, I, I don't know. I just, it's, it's something about being there and being able to vibe off the other people that creates the sense of community and then you get to know them you get to know what kind of game and that's that's really where it becomes because then you start getting a a deeper relationship with these people you like you know this person loves this game or this person likes to do this thing and then you start to find out oh this person isn't here this week because something's going on with their family or Mm. you know they're taking a trip or they had a surgery or so then you start to get to know people personally like there's actually one of the people in our gaming group our, our online gaming group now that I only met because he just walked up to our store one day and he was the guy who he came home from work in the city. You know, I, I don't, I think he took the train or whatever, but he wouldn't yeah. get there till like nine o'clock. And one thing about our game stores, we didn't close until everyone was like done playing. So we'd be there till yeah. like two in the morning sometimes, yeah. <laughs> which was kind of unique for, for game stores. Most of them like put a hard cap at like 11 yeah. or midnight or whatever. Yeah. But you know, he'd show up late and be looking for a game and it got to the point where we started like almost waiting for him after so we'd play our first game of the night and then we knew he'd yeah. be coming later and so we we kind of would wait for him and then we would play a game with him so he'd get to play a game every week and he started really liking that he became a really good friend of ours yeah. um because of it and and you know not to try to shoehorn this into your podcast but yeah i think that kind of is what you see happening in the church yeah. these days with the with the the large the larger push towards small groups mm. you know i feel like every church these days it's it's got the buzzword of of be part of our small groups part of our small yeah. groups that's how you do community you know if you're not in a small yeah. group you're not doing church right you know? mm. mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but there is something there like you you get to know people on a personal level yeah. and i think that's something that you see in in things like board game groups yeah as you do you're man i love i love the phrase that you said everybody came to play right you come to play Mm -hmm. 
and i think uh i think that everyone got to show up everyone got to do something they enjoy that they were passionate about and share in their passion with other people and when other people kind of get added to that it just is kind of a natural thing because there's not a there's not an artificial like okay well we're gonna background check you and we're gonna like mm-hmm. because you're green on this like common table right there's something mm-hmm. about the common table that's really cool and yeah. inviting folks to the table and so i love that culture i love and to your point it's funny because there's a the comic book shop where you kind of show up and sometimes i'm like there's a lot of weird looking dudes here like <laughs> where you're just like what's happening it's like oh we're doing a warhammer event or we're yeah. doing a whatever and you're like oh okay but it turns out they're like the coolest some of the coolest mm-hmm. people in the world mm-hmm. like just just kind and sweet and you know i got two boys that are trying to get into comic books and figure out that stuff and it's an incredibly welcoming culture mm-hmm. that very much uh, seems to be and i'll bet you your game store is very similar like if you walked in, like, we're going to treat you as an individual and mm-hmm. try to understand who you are and what you're looking for and yeah. find things that are appropriate for that. And so your story about the guy who's, you know, taking the train into the city, coming home and it's late and it's like, oh, it's it's very cheers, right? It's like, Norm, mm-hmm. like, right. he's right. here. And I, yeah. think, I think people are starving for that kind of community. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. really think especially post mid uh, whatever pan whatever stage in the pandemic we would define this as we're just like yeah we're living with it um people want that so badly Mm -hmm. people want to be known and they want to contribute and they want to play and so i love the ability of games to be able to do that yeah yeah it's it's you're you're so right it was like i said it was it was the pandemic was detrimental in that way because we you know we we made a or we were able to stay open because we had people in there and when we didn't have people in there, we couldn't stay open. And so, uh, you know, but I I mean, I'm thankful for the time we had, I'm not like a bitter that it happened or anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it is one of those things where you're like, you, you miss that. I miss going somewhere on Friday nights and playing games with, with people, you know, yeah. and I, I, I have my friends over at my house and we do that, but that's more like a once a month. See, and here's the interesting thing, John. So that was weird. I just said your name in the middle of something. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the interesting thing. So I invite people, my friends over to my house to play and we maybe get something on the books once a month, once every two months. Yeah. But when I had a Friday event at the store, there was always people there to play with. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's interesting and that's so different too. And because it's, it's like maybe it's because I when it's at the store, it's just open to anyone, and so you sure. always can find someone to play with. But it, it is like, man, it's weird how that's changed. And you and it is. I'm I'm starving for it, so to speak. You know, I yeah. want to go and play with people again i miss it i miss it so much you know yeah it's it's like so cool i gotta try it that's our Mm -hmm. like i think my 2023 i don't have a resolution this year but i think i maybe just made one march 2nd Mm -hmm. uh you know a couple months into the year we want to try dungeons and dragons this year Mm -hmm. that's my uh, my wife and i want to try it we really want to go for it and so i think dungeon master andrew you may be that's right you may be taking us I'll DM you guys. I'll get you and and Rob and your wife and maybe my wife and I don't know if Rob's yeah. wife plays, but yeah, I'm gonna we'll guess no. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that's not. <laughs> yeah, that's just me. Yeah. But we'll get we'll get all you guys together and we'll uh, you'll have to circle back up and, and at least tweet about it so everyone knows what yeah. happened. That's right. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you up to date on that. That's wonderful. <laughs> all right, Andrew, it's time to enter Dungeon Master Andrew. It's time mm. to enter the non-judgment zone of joy Mm. and the non-judgment zone of joy has a theme song. Uh, and I keep, I keep thinking we're going to record one. We're going to get one. And then we never do. And Mm. so I sing the theme song. So what kind of music have you been listening to lately? Mm. Well, probably not ones I can see on your podcast. No, (laughs) no, no, you, it's non-judgment, dude. You're in the non-judgment zone of joy. There's no judgment. I've got this, um, this playlist that I call chicks rocks. Cause, uh, it's, it's all like female lead vocalists because they're awesome. 
So yeah. I mean, it's been everything from the uh, from Jax with her hot songs out right now to yeah. Ellie King, okay. um, and then M Behold. So the Ooh. the A B C D song from Gale, you know, not, nice. not really appropriate for your podcast, but still yeah. fun song. So uh, if you can make yourself into a female led singer and sing it to me, that would be oh great. man. Oh gosh, uh, I I had a couple of thoughts when I thought of female led rock groups. <laughs> I had I had I thought of Heart, mm-hmm. uh, which is an awesome, and then I thought of Hole for some reason with Courtney Love. <laughs> not a great, not a great band necessarily. Mm. Maybe some good songs, but um, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to kind of get right. the non judgment zone of joy going in here. Okay, give give myself a moment. Um, just kind of a rocker chick. Like kind of a okay, mm-hmm. Joan Jett, the Runaways. Here we go, and we're we're just gonna go. We're just gonna go. Let's do it. And it's it's got to like non judgment zone of joy, non judgment zone of joy, non judgment zone of joy. Nice. Felt great about that. That was that was perfect. I mean, it wasn't quite what I've been listening to, but it yeah. was perfect. Thank you, man. It I was, appreciate that. I mean, I got a bit of a Janis Joplin feel to it, even. Ooh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, I could I could do Janis Joplin all day, yeah. all day. Perfect. All right, uh, Andrew, what is mm-hmm. bringing you joy right now? All right. Well, let's see. I mean, I could I could give you the stock answer and say my family, yeah. but you know, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, they, they, of course they bring. Of me course joy, they but, do. Of course. But realistically, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you truthfully. What's bringing me joy right now is the game Fallout 76. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that a new one or an Fallout. old one? Uh, it's a new-ish one. It came okay. out a few years back. Okay. Uh, I love the Fallout franchise in general. Uh, yeah. I've been playing Fallout since my friend introduced me to Fallout Tactics, and then I played one and two, and then when three came out, I was like at the midnight release for, got home to play it, put in the disc, and it wanted to do an update, and then I fell asleep, oh. and I had to go to school the next morning, and I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> so I did get no! to play it until later. Yeah. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, absolutely loved. Uh, then four was amazing. Seventy six, I would. I so funny things. Seventy six happened, and it was like, it was like. Um, me and Rob played it when it first came out. And like I built this like little hut thing mm-hmm. in the world. Because that's something you can do. Yeah. And then we didn't touch it again for like two years. And all of a sudden our buddy Jake, who does Andac Media with us, yeah. I was like, guys, I hear Fallout 76 is really good. I want to play it. And I was like, oh man, I tried it. It didn't really yeah. you know, whatever. Got involved in it again. We logged in, and my little hut I built three years ago was still there, and it's still my the same camp. And I've like expanded. Now it's tied to my account, so it's like, sure, it's, of course it's there. But like, it's just funny because like the base of my hut that's there is the one that me and Rob built three years ago, which is kind of fun. Oh, that's so um, cool. I've built I've built it up now, and it's a lot more cooler. But they've added so many fun things. There's like unlockable things and on daily challenges and quests and things, and I just I love it so much. Um, I, you know, I love the Fallout board game as well yeah. uh, because that's awesome. I have Fallout. I still play Fallout Shelter on my phone, even though it's like seven years old at this point. And no <laughs> one plays it anymore. Um, I still play that. I mean, and, and I log in not super often, though, but like yeah. I'll log in and be like, oh, I got to catch up on my guys here, you know. Yeah. Or Dude, Fallout, like, Fallout heads, go look for Andrew. Yeah, so I love that game. Uh, brings me a lot of joy. Um, and then obviously to plug Andak a little bit. Uh, yeah, I have been working on a board game called The Survivors. It's a legacy game that's small and kind of portable, and it's very very close to being finished. So I'm very excited about that coming out. And then we also announced Frontier, which is this huge game that we're going to be kickstarting that Rob and myself and another one of our friends is working on. So lots of really fun, creative things, not to mention the podcast too. So yeah. uh, season two of I freaking love that movie is kicking off. I love that podcast. Um, it's it. The thing I love about I freaking love that movie is that it's, I call it the anti bad movie podcast. Cause oh, like yeah. every other, every other podcast out there is a bad movie podcast. And Rob had this idea. He goes, I want to just gush about a movie for, you know, half an hour yeah. with, with someone. And so we, we did, we, we started it and I love it. It's so much fun to do. It's so great. Not being 
negative about movies um you know because because we on our other podcast for booty where we talk about movies we, we get yeah. a little negative sometimes you know sure. kind of we, we jab but that's because we're comparing yeah. a reboot to an original yeah um so we're not like every other podcast out there uh <laughs> yeah. check out rebooted it's a little different rebooted. um but yeah i i freaking love it movies just so refreshing it's refreshing to record it's refreshing to listen to yeah. um it's just fun i also love i freaking love that movie and not just because I appear on several episodes mm-hmm. and will appear on more, but because you're absolutely right. Like two of the best things to do with friends are to like make fun of bad movies, which mm-hmm. are, is very much covered in the podcast space. Yes. Uh, but also get jazzed about movies and have mm-hmm. ideas about movies and get excited about movies. Like that's probably the most like, soul filling thing to do about movies with friends and so i really yeah. feel like y'all have captured that in a significant way mm-hmm. uh, so listen i, I freaking love i freaking love that movie it's such Thanks. a great podcast <laughs> uh and we'll get all of the links up as a part of the bio where can people find you online uh well i'm still on twitter for now i'm at sears andrew i tend to either post up a hockey or quippy little jokes about funny things i see and i take pictures of uh the other place you can find me is on um i guess well you can try to think i don't really have like a personal website Um, that's okay just go with the the andac website go with yeah yeah um when is this episode releasing Ooh, good question don't know yet okay but it's a little ways off yeah, like three to five weeks, probably. Okay, perfect. Then I'll have time to finish the website. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm refreshing the Amnet website. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh, let me mark it in then. Mark. Uh, the other place to find me is to find all the stuff I'm doing with Andac at www.andac.media. So that's perfect. got all of our like news articles about what's coming out. It's got all of our current games and a little section called In the Lab where we talk about our future games. So Love it. Check it out there get over there and we'll get all the links uh for the show in the show notes andrew thank you for joining me man oh thank you for having me john it was it was very exciting to to come here and talk to you about this i've been wanting to for a while so yeah it's nice that we were able to able to get it done i'm glad we made it work my friend well hey thank you everybody and uh, check out andrew and andac.media Oh, man. Thank you so much, Andrew, for hanging out. I I loved what Andrew had to say. And again, just invoking some of the best memories of playing games as you think about everybody plays and just getting involved and learning games and creating community through uh, through games, Uh, whether it's digital community, in-person community, it all applies. And so, man, I love talking to Andrew. Find him at andac.media. They do a bunch of really great things. You can support the Patreon. You can subscribe to all the things that they do. I freaking love this movie. I guessed on a few of those. Rebooted, I think I'm on a couple of those as well. They're awesome dudes and ladies. Shout out to Lady Jessica, the star of the podcast, the Rebooted podcast. And man, I just love talking to Andrew. Uh, Again, andac.media. You can find him on Twitter at SearsAndrew. Uh, He's got hockey jokes and funny stuff he does there, but definitely check him out. And we'll add some links uh, in the show description as well. Hey, if you want to continue this conversation, subscribe to our Facebook group. Search Better on the Inside and we're right there on the Facey Bookies. Man, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Just again, I love you guys. Really thankful for you. And I'll talk to you later.